Hey everyone, we did not discuss who was going to do the opening because Matt's not here. Um, so I oh, guess wait, Matt's not here? Yeah. Wait. Oh. Yeah, I don't see him. I just noticed that. Um, so tonight... <laughs> yes, you are. Tonight, tonight we're starting a new campaign, uh, which Jesse asked to be in multiple times. We finally figured out a way to get him in it. He's super excited. He's also not here yet. Uh, so after after thirty minutes of waiting, we just gave up on him, and we're going to go ahead and start. And the Braves suck. Yeah, also, and he's a loser. I now I now hate the Braves. Yeah, I didn't before, but now I do. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, yeah, it's it's all Jesse's fault. And if they lose, it's also his fault because he exactly by doing this he cursed them. Yeah. Um, so tonight we're starting the campaign. We're currently calling Bannerman Hall. I don't think anybody has any idea other than me, possibly, why it's called that. Yeah, but, no idea at all. But the idea of this campaign, the, the overarching idea is we're going to start at level zero. Level zero. This is D- Dungeons and Dragons 5e, 5th edition. And we're going to do a slow progression from level zero, which, you know, isn't actually technically in the rules, uh, up to levels eventually one, two, et cetera. But neither is WWE rules. Those of you watching on Twitch, you you just got to see PJ taking a selfie while I was talking. Hey, I've got my uh, fan base. (laughs) (laughs) Of one. Exactly. Uh, My mom counts. Messages on on Twitch or, or Twitter or whatever to get a copy of that photo for your home collection. Um, so yes, yeah, so on Patreon, you can also get it. That's true. If you're on Patreon, you can get a different picture. <laughs> oh, we told you guys about that, all right? Uh, you accidentally sent it to all of us last weekend. It's fine. Damn, uh, damn. <laughs> that was not a D meme, that was different. Uh, <laughs> so, everyone is a character that's uh, starting in the small. Village of Holbeck Hill. Why don't we? Why don't we go around and everybody introduce your character and yourselves? I guess we'll start from left to right on my screen. Starts with Ben. Um. Yeah. So my character is one of the new rabbit people. They're called a Herongon. And uh, his name is Mortimer. Oh, here one day and on another. Yeah. Are you sure? Um, and I, my plan is for the, him to become a monk. A hairy monk? Uh, yes. I think he'll be a lot of fun because he's got maneuverability from the racial stuff and then all the deck stuff that a monk can do. I think that'll be neat. Oh yeah, like some have... type of karate bunny, like martial arts bunny, somewhere cartoon. TMNT. I have no idea. Yeah, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Danny was saying it. Yep. Um, I should have mentioned before. Before everyone started out with kind of crap ability scores. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yes, totally yeah. would. Actually, I don't. I don't really mind mine. It's not horrible. Uh, yeah. Ben got the, the, the most spread out ability score, so all of his are like 10 or 12, somewhere in that range for the most part. I've got one but, that's all the way up at 15. 
yeah, so we did we did rolls uh, where the maximum the total value in a point buy was fifteen. So everybody's got kind of crappy ability scores, and we rolled them in order, and they just kind of had to deal with it. But we are going to do uh, extra ability ability score increases as we go instead of levels a couple of times. So I think it'll all even out if they survive that long. All right, <laughs> we got more to more the hearing gone, and then uh, PJ, what are you playing? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually playing a new character for myself, uh, a halfling bard. I decided to take the criminal background to make him a spy. So right now he's known as James Bond-ish, or 003 and a half. So um, I, I decided to play uh, a halfling bard because my only good roles I had were for dexterity and charisma. So <laughs> I just felt like, hey, that that works for the character, and so. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Hopefully I can do a really good support character, but also have a neat background with the, the criminal side of it and just see what kind of fun I can get into. Awesome. Yep. Uh, neat. So uh, just to clarify, no one is locked into a class yet, though, because since we're not hitting class till later on, you guys can always change your minds if uh, play style wise, you enjoy something else as we go. But uh so, yeah, but so I think my I think- ASI has kind of locked me into this at this point because <laughs> I've got two eights and a nine <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah. Well, you, you would have other options. Your other options would be, I would say warlock or sorcerer maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a totally different, different play style than a, than a bard. That's for sure. Uh, right, but yeah. We're thinking, we're thinking muck and bard so far. And then Bogus, what have you got going on? Yeah. So, uh, as of right now, uh, well, I guess it's not going to change. He is a health half elf. Um, his name is Quentin. And, he is a son of a uh, experienced, but um, unfortunately, um, MIA adventurer. Uh, his father was a sorcerer or warlock of some type. Wizard. Uh, Conjurer, that's it. And um, so, yeah, so uh, he's been uh, kind of without a dad, and uh, I guess it's all apply to the story arc in some way eventually. And uh, hoping that he might turn out to be kind of like a. Uh, Warlock, sorcerer, sorlock, we don't know yet. Okay. Something to do with spells, that's what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I mean, so far, I mean, his, his ability scores aren't horrible. I mean, I don't. I mean, he's got 15 charisma, so mm-hmm. he's in the right direction. And the only thing he's got below a 10 is uh, wisdom. So, probably don't make some stupid mistakes. Well, I mean, apart but... from having high charisma, it sounds like you, you know, really poor in the wisdom department. Yeah, that'd be easy to role play. You know you can be easily replaced, right? No, I can't. You're putting other PJs <laughs> applying to be in this game. <laughs> speaking speaking of easier easily replaced, John rolled up a character called uh, Corso Voss Vass. We'll we'll decide that later. Uh, Core for short, who's a human, maybe end up being some kind of a fighter. Uh, he has since been recast uh, by Jesse who is not here, who may be recast with someone else later on. We'll wait and see. Um, because baseball, apparently. Um, yeah, so his character is an exiled noble who is living in the town of Holbeck Hill and has been for like four generations while the whole shadow well thing is happening in the center of the continent. Okay. 
Oh, and by the way, I didn't give more background on my character because that's part of my spy background. I don't want to like give anything away yet. So, you know, I'll, I'll hopefully tell more about his story when it comes up in the role play. Okay, that's fair. And the listeners are listening in. They will listen. They're an active threat. Let's see. That's everybody. Um, if you didn't watch <laughs> the uh, character creation, I kind of went over the setting, but I'll go. I'll go over that in brief now. Um, I'll actually show it. I'll show it on the roll twenty side for everybody if you want to see it. So. The kingdoms of Garum. Historically, the kingdoms of Garum depended upon the Midland for trade. The roads of Midland were even level and allowed for fast travel between the elves to the south, dwarves to the north, and the two great kingdoms of men to the east and west, Exenad and Vremid, respectively. Uh, Exenad is where, where all of your characters live in Holbeck Hill. Uh, just over 200 years ago, a great plague ravaged the Midlands. Uh, Nargum, the elven necromancer, created a magical network of shadow wills throughout the Midlands. No one knows for sure his purpose for doing so and what it might have been, but the outcome was the taint of the Shadowfell corrupted the entire center of the continent, sweeping over the dwarven homelands, pushing back the fey and elves to the south and the humans to the east and west, and cutting off all overland travel and trade. Uh, being cut off from one another, all of the kingdoms have over time become increasingly insular. Dwarves that escaped from, from the Midlands found themselves refugees scattered to disparate parts of the continent, either the east or west, not very many with the elves. Uh, they are not alone, however, as many other races have been partially and in some cases wholly displaced by, by the Shadow Wells. Uh, the upshot of this, the one good thing to come out of it, is that with all of the horrible monsters within the Midlands, an entire section of society sprang up around adventuring. Uh, adventurers brave the shadows. They protect those on the fringes, delve into the Shadowlands themselves in search of treasure and artifacts, and even in some cases will escort people across from one kingdom to another or uh, take messages and information. Uh, now, however, as we're starting, nearly 200 years later, a concerted effort is being made by nearly every well-known adventurer in the land. They're referring to it as the Great Gamble. Uh, they're hoping to destroy the Shadow Wells and uh, remove the, the Shadowfell's influence from the Midlands. And with all this going on, we find ourselves in the town of Holbeck Hill. The which is where our PCs, where all of our PCs are living currently. Most of you, I think your characters are young, right? Teenagers. Some of you are like 40 or 50. I think the rabbit person's like a thousand years old or something. Uh, I, don't I think, think I'm, I'm in my twenties. Uh, it says that I am 85. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how old rabbit people live to be? That's probably a child. Who knows? I don't know, but they multiply pretty quickly like rabbits. They do. Did you even All try right. just now? Is that, was no. that a concerted Rabbit effort? <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, alright, the village of Holbeck Hill is very like hundreds of others scattered throughout central Exenad, with dozens of small family farms surrounding the town proper. 
temperate weather most of the year and very little happening on a regular basis, except for is that Ben breathing heavily into his microphone? <laughs> Not me moving around and making a drink, so. No, it was Ben. The majority of the citizens in Holbeck are human, though dwarves are nearly as abundant, and halflings are also fairly well represented. Fey races are known, though not as common as they are further south. Holbeck's main claim to fame is the Sparkling River, which runs directly by the town and northeast to the sea uh, from town. The river is wide and slow enough to allow for travel in both directions, up, up river, down river. And in days gone by, the docks were the lifeblood of the town. These days, though Holbeck is a small and fairly sleepy village, the docks are used mostly by the local orchards and cider tradesmen to make take their wares to the larger cities to the east and north, and, and not for really much else. Definitely no one comes to Holbeck for, for any, any real reason. Three weeks ago, however, word reached the town about this great gamble. This could very well be a boon to the town because if, if the shadow wells disappear, Holbeck Hill is directly on the road into the Midlands. As such, the local druidess, or druid, uh, has begun making daily trips west to check on the status of the Shadow Plague and look for signs that the gamble either has succeeded or failed. In preparation for the happy day that is sure to come, the mayor of town is having the t entire town prepare for a festival, and everyone in town seems more excited and hopeful than anyone can remember. And that is where we find ourselves. Uh, on this particular day, uh, there's a, Ben's cat is like taking up the entire screen over there. That's hilarious. On this particular day, the the druid in town, uh, her name is Siofra. She has agreed to take the four of you with her in the afternoon on her daily trek to check out the uh, shadows and see if the Great Gamble has, has possibly succeeded. But uh, we're going to start earlier in the day, and each of you is going to get a chance to talk about what your character would be doing on an average day in Holbeck Hill. Um, does anyone in particular want to start? Well, um, have an idea, basically, like for a scene with your character. I guess my my character is probably uh, mostly interested right now in um, kind of researching more and about more um, things like that. So, like wherever it might be, like. The library, or uh, try to just track down more information about like arcane, uh, the arcane subject. Okay, so yeah, so for Quentin, probably the largest library with arcane knowledge in all of Holbeck Hill is your house, because uh, your dad had all all those books. Yeah. Uh, so okay, well we can start there. So you're sitting at a table, basically reading over a book. Uh, and you are, how old is Quentin here? He is 18? Um, yeah. All right. So you're sitting sitting there doing that, and uh, Arla Neal, which is your mother, uh, comes up and says, Quentin, what are you doing now? I'm studying. Aren't you supposed to be going to meet the druid later? Um, later? I mean... What time is it? It's afternoon already. Aren't you supposed to meet uh, Cor 
and the two of you are supposed to go together to into town. Yeah, but I haven't heard from Cor. He seemed to be really distracted, I think, by some type of game going on in the community. <laughs> well, maybe you should go track him down. <laughs> maybe you should go track him down and make sure that he hasn't forgotten. Because uh, I, know, I know this whole thing was supposedly important to him. He, he asked many times if the druid would take him. And she finally agreed. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't want to miss it. All right. Closes his book. Puts on the stack of other books on the table. <laughs> all right. And, and, uh, take, and take all of these banners that I made for the mayor. She, ha she uh, pulls out. It's probably a 50-pound bag full of banners. Uh, oh, don't complain. It. It's for the festival if, if the Great Gamble, you know, succeeds. The what? The... The Great Gamble, all the adventurers from all over the kingdom are working together to try and destroy the Shadow Wells. We've talked oh. about it. Yeah, yeah, that, that thing. Um, yeah, I'll get these right over there. All right, so she hands you the bag. <clears throat> well, she just points at the bag. She doesn't try to pick it up. She barely drew it <laughs> in the room. All right. With that, let's switch over to, uh, I'll say we switch over to Ben and uh, Mortimer. All right. What, what is Mortimer Sorry, doing I, early in the day before he goes to check on the shadows with the druid? Um, well, he's probably up most of the night because aren't rabbits nocturnal? I think they are. Uh, herring gun can uh, be can be nocturnal or not. That's up to you. Oh, okay. Uh, and Mortimer, you know, he's an individual. He can he can sleep when he wants to sleep. Probably a teenager, so he's awake during the day instead of at night. <laughs> he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have uh, inf like night vision or anything so maybe, maybe he doesn't stay awake all day okay. stay awake all night well then uh, well then I guess he gets up and eats a healthy breakfast of carrots prepared in various ways well where is Mortimer staying these days because he he is a hermit that arrived in town a while back does he stay at the inn all the time oh yeah definitely stays at the inn Okay, so he's yeah, because he's close friends with Melia. The she's the halfling that runs the tar yeah. feather in, right? Yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, yeah, so you come downstairs and Melia uh, drops a steaming plate of different types of prepared carrots for you. And says, "There you go, Mortimer," and she scratches your ear, which you, you can you may or may not find offensive as a as a rabbit person. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, I guess that's oh, not a stomping. friends. It wasn't dangerous. Oh, yeah. Does, does your foot immediately start kicking when she does, when she scratches it, scratches your ear? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't control it. <clears throat> All right. She hands you that and she says, so, uh, I heard, uh, Siofra said that you were able to go today to check on the shadow wells. Uh, say, yeah, I was summoned. That's exciting. Um, I heard that the Lightbringers were, were trying to get her to let them take over. Did you hear about that? No, I don't really know what's been going on. Yeah. You do seem to do just a lot of eating carrots and sleeping lately. Yeah. Yeah. You, you remember the Lightbringers, though, right? Those uh, That group of like, humans that have that religion or whatever. Oh yeah, I think I heard about that. 
they like instead of following the druids, they follow some god, something like that. Uh, so weird. Anyway, Very weird. Anyway, I'll let you get back to your carrots. I I just I start eating and I just wave. Okay. All right. What is uh, James doing, PJ? Well, James is actually uh, earlier the day he's tuning up his musical instruments at the inn, the Tarn Feather. Uh, he's a halfling, so he and Malia get along swimmingly. Uh, and he's I'm just kind of humming a few songs here and there, just seeing if I can get any coin this morning and just hearing the talk of the town and hear what people are saying. Because it's amazing what people will say to a bard. I mean, man, they'll tell you everything. What have you got? Uh, what you need to know. Have you got proficiency in any musical instruments yet? Um, uh, when you start at level one, you automatically get proficiency in three. You you choose any three. So yeah, but I'm level zero since. right now. Right. Yeah. So I would say if I'll anything, say I it to you. I'll uh I'll very poorly play the. Uh, Oh, is that turn. one the liar? Like it's barely, like it's out of tune. I don't know it yet. Right. Well, so, bing, so according bing, to your, yeah, according to your sheet, you you have you have neither musical instrument nor the ability to play it. So maybe maybe you're just humming a song and dancing a jig. Okay, that'll work. Yeah, I'll just I was humming it. <laughs> People are like, boo! Get the short guy off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm just doing the best I can. I'm just a little performer. Uh, it didn't give me just even a, a little enjoyment. A little out exactly. Of <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little out of tune. That's right. All right. Well, uh, after after a few minutes of that, uh, Melia comes over and says, "I appreciate that you like music and everything, uh, James, but but maybe you could take uh, Mortimer here, and the two of you guys could go and try to find the Druidus because." It's kind of a rowdy crowd in here this morning. Yeah. We were slow getting the coffee started, and, and, and they're getting kind of grumpy. Hey, hey Mortimer, let's, let's hop to it, man. Let's go find this mage before they start throwing other things and tomatoes at me. Uh, Mortimer shrugs and just kind of gets up and just ready to go. <laughs> All right. Still uh, chewing his uh, food and stuff, you know. Well, right. So we jump to it. Oh gosh, what is Corso doing this morning, Jesse? If you're there, it looks like you are. Yes, I'm here. All right, you you finished jinxing the Braves and decided to. to You jinxed them. (laughs) (laughs) You said go ahead and join because they're going to lose, and then of course, what happens? We that's not what I said. I said they'll lose. And he has all power over baseball. That's right. Yes, Danny That's has all the power in the world, all the bad juju. I said they could lose just as well. That's right. If you had been here on time, they would have won. That's actually what would have exactly. happened. Exactly. As soon as you were a minute late, I snapped my fingers and they lost. Otherwise, Danny would have said they'd win. Yeah. Mm. I was all set to say it. <laughs> I'm only on here so Danny will say that the Bears don't have a winning season. <laughs> this is the only reason. Yeah, he already got Justin Fields as a quarterback just for showing up. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> Did nothing for that to fall on your lap. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry I was late. I got kind of consumed. The eighth inning ended up being almost 40 minutes. We were up 5 2. Otherwise, had that inning gone smoothly, 
I'd have been on on time. Instead, I started drinking rapidly and watching it all fall apart. So, that being said, Corso, Voss, Master Voss, uh, what would I be doing? Um, well, so we've already established he's walk, watching the local sports ball team lose a game. Yeah. So and I guess I was, uh, Quentin is having to go get him. Okay. Yeah, so I probably started drinking heavily as my team <laughs> shat the bed uh, right. ever so disappointingly <laughs> and was we'll cussing and screaming at my uh, groom and my manservant. Right. Uh yeah, yeah, you have one of each to of those. Fetch me some more alcohol and to get my horse ready. Nodgar and Esto Estovian. So we'll say. Did you say, we'll say horse or horse? Both. Oh, well. He's the that groom is for the horse, though. He is that kind of noble. Mm-hmm. All right, the groom is so, for the horse. Uh, since since you've been interested in the light, this order of knights, the light bringers that have entered town recently, we'll say. You want to say you're uh, practicing the quarterstaff or something with them over in their little encampment? Does that work for you? A quarterstaff? Wooden sword. Whatever it is, aspiring young knights beat each other about the head and shoulders with. That's fine. Yeah, quarterstaff works. That works for me. (laughs) Is this after I got drunk at the match? (laughs) Yes, sure. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. At least four minutes past noon, so so your character yes. can be drunk. Fantastic. He is, is only there... seventeen, but yeah, his father also uh, create uh, creates like ninety percent of the hard cider in town. So yeah, so I've you know I've been drinking since I was twelve. Yeah, you are a master taster for the orchard at this point. Yes, all of these <laughs> things are correct. So uh, you're you're basically just getting the crap beat out of you. Uh, by a, a young squire, but not really caring too much about it because you're fairly drunk. When who should show up but your childhood friend, Quentin, the half, eh, you're half elf, right? Yeah, Quentin, the half elf who lives with his mom because his dad left because he was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Is he in the basement or does he has he moved like to the main level of the house living with his mom? Uh, I don't know, Quentin. Where do you live? Was in the it house? The, where all the books are? In in uh, there's like a little that sounds library like room up in the up on the second floor of the house. That's where basically yeah, that's his, dad's old, his dad's old study. He just sits in his dad's old study. Tries to make him proud. All right, Quentin, you show up and you see uh, Core take a quarter staff to the face and not even flinch. This guy is born to be a knight. Yeah, good job. I'm pretty sure, uh, like, blocking it with your face is a very knightly tactic, right? Don't you just have a helmet before you do that? Uh, yes, I, I forgot to put the helmet on. Normally, I would protect the most valuable thing I have, which is my face. Had a bad morning. So, mm. Too much cider. You know. Would you like some? Um, kind of looks over both shoulders. Nodgar. <laughs> Nodgar. Nodgar. Is that his name? Uh, uh, your, oh, your, your guys. Nodgar, yep. Yep, Nodgar. Fetch me a towel and two more ciders, please. One for Quentin as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Not yeah, Darko's just kind of like thinks about that for a second. He's like, all right. Not <laughs> Darko's over to the wagon that they uh, basically ride around everywhere in town. It's got just a large barrel of, of hard apple cider in it. And he grabs a couple of mugs for his master and takes them to him and then goes back to get one for Quentin as well. Thank you. <sighs> so, Quentin, what brings you down here to the face pummeling that apparently I enjoy? <laughs> I'm here to support you in your face pummeling. And also, I'm... <sighs> Supposed to take these banners to the mayor and this whole thing about the Great Gomble that I'm still not fully sure about. I've been kind of out of pocket um, with some of my studies. There's just a few things I'm trying to figure out that isn't making sense that I think my dad was working on before he left. So, Really? Yeah. So are you saying the Shadow Wells are not gone? I don't know. There's, there's entries in his books that are missing. And I'm not sure if he took those with him or he didn't finish them. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, as as usual, Quentin isn't concerned about what's going on in the world. He's more concerned about figuring out what's going on in books. So, uh, Corso, as soon as he tell, says that, you remember that, yes, the two of you are supposed to be going with the druid to check to see if the Great Gamble has succeeded or not this afternoon. Yes. As an escort or just a witness? Uh, she uh, basically people in town are so excited about it and, and wanting to be the first ones to know if it succeeded or not, that she's been letting people come along if they want to. Now, when he says escort, what exactly are we talking about here? Uh, future night noble Sir Amar here is, was going as a escort to protect. Said Druid. <laughs> not in a naughty, dirty way. In a very Damn. chivalrous way. <laughs> You know what I missed all of that, but it probably wasn't worth hearing. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. Basically, I was saying it was a legit uh, escort. I asked the kind of escort are we talking about? Oh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. She definitely doesn't need you guys to escort her. You're just you're just uh, volunteered to to try to be the first ones to find out what happened. Okay. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to get suited up, armored up, weaponed up. On the horse, like I'm escorting her. Okay. You sure you have yeah. that on right? Probably not. It's probably backwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. Not it guards. Looks, it's on correctly? Looks good. He says, no, sir. No, sir. It is not. Uh, plus, it is, only pat, it is only padded armor. It's what goes underneath the real... You're fine. Never mind. No, it's okay. fine. I'll lace <laughs> it up for you in the back. <laughs> Thank you. Wear, wear it on your face next time. So make it like a corset. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Or your face. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, thankfully, it takes a good 15 minutes to make it from where the lot bringers are. Oh, so uh, as you're getting ready to leave, uh, Cor, Gwalter, uh, he's a, a young knight. He's known as Gwalter the Heartbreaker. He lets you know. Mm. Uh, uh, he wishes. Comes over. He actually is a fairly handsome man. Uh, if you were going to grade his his charisma, his charisma, his machismo on a scale of three to say twenty, you'd probably say it was somewhere in the sixteen range. Mm. Uh, he he has been so having almost as handsome as I. Yeah, 
from from stories in town, he has been uh, having his way with the the ladies, the young ladies in town, a little bit. And there's only a few. Uh, but but in any case, he comes over, and says, uh, "Young Cor," and pats you on the shoulder and says, "You're looking good out there today." I mean, you know, for the most part, he kind of gestures at your your face where you've got this red mark across your cheek. Not yes, here yes, or uh, here, but like right, right there, right here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was just about to go order some chicken wings uh, before you arrived, but thank you for showing. Oh, is that the bat? I was. I was just trying to level the playing field with you, with the ladies, you know, trying to, you know, make mm. it fair. Mm. Got it. Well, uh, so you're going out with the Druid today, right? You could say that. He, he kind of scrunches his nose up. Uh, you know, they're, they're not too big on the whole Druid thing, the Lightbringers. He says, all right, well, uh, keep yourself safe out there. We We can't have our, hopefully our newest recruit getting hurt. Out there in the woods before he's had time to train up. He pats you on the shoulder again. Hmm. I think you meant best recruit, but okay. Well, obviously our best recruit. There you that, go. Who else? I mean, who Isn't else he the gonna, only recruit? Right. He, well, he he looks around and says, who else in this town are we going to get anyway? And looks looks over at uh, Quentin like, definitely not that guy. Quentin's like, what? Look at him. <laughs> um, uh, what? Um <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he uh, he says, "If you got uh, you want to take uh, one of our short sword, take a short sword with you. Take up some real steel out there." Is he asking Quentin or Core? He's asking. He's always asking uh, Core, Core. So, oh yes. All right, he says, "If you promise to bring it back, I'll let you take take my side sword." and unbuckles his short sword and hands it to you. You would carry a short sword, wouldn't you? Well, it it, uh, it offsets the longer sword in my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> touche, touche. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he hands you the short sword. So you can put a short sword on your character sheet for now if you want. Oh. Should be so lucky. It's actually in. It's actually in very good order. He polishes it nightly. You can tell. By I that. bet he does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or, or in, in any case, it stays well oiled in one way or the other. <laughs> um, so funny. Uh, so many jokes. Yeah. All right. So uh, the two of you head head into the Cinder Town. I'm guessing from there. Yes. Uh, all right. As you, as we put all the banners on uh, the wagon or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, the Dru- Oh, that's a good idea. The druidess's name or druid. Her, her name is Siofra. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. She is the druid. I believe she is a an elf, but I'm not sure. Let me double check. So, am I also wearing padded armor, or were we kidding about that? Uh, yeah, you're just wearing like some some thick clothes, basically. It's not really armor. Sounded like armor. It's got a sweater, a really nice knitted sweater. Yeah, it's like it's almost. It, it gives you like a half uh, a point of AC rounded down, basically. Okay, nice rounded down. <laughs> I like it. 
Yeah. I like um, it. You just get like one more, like 0 0.1, I don't know, a tenth of a point. You can get that. Right. Mm. Yeah. You so just if I put on like a turtleneck under it. Yeah. Or if you could just well, turn it around. Maybe an ascot. If you turn it around the right way and had it had it on correctly, maybe even. But <laughs> it's nice to know the half inch not the only one coming up a little short. Right? right. My freaking uh, manservant is the one falling down on the job over here. It's not oh, my yeah. fault. Yeah. I'm I'm slightly concussed and ten siders in. <laughs> what do you want from me? Slightly concussed. His yeah quarter staff to the face. Were you uh, not here a second ago? Nodgar and Estovion just like they try to just stay on either side of you all day and just keep you steered in the right general direction. That's all they do at this point. I mean, you know, for a seventeen-year-old noble, what do you expect? Yeah. So, all right, onward and upward. Yep. So the two of you make town. it into the edge of town, and uh, sure enough, right in front of the mayor's house, it's one of the larger. Houses in town, you see Mayor Gildarb, and he says, Oh, young Quentin, did you bring the banners from your mother? What? Quentin. Um, <laughs> banners, yes. Um, uh, the wagon. Be right back. Yeah. He, so Gildarb is also a half-elf. He looks over at Kor, looks over at you, Kor, and says, His mother tells me he's very intelligent, but I just don't see it. Uh, I think he's distracted, you know, teenager that spends all his time alone, rooms by himself all day and night. Oh, yes, yes. Definitely needs a girlfriend, I suppose, or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some sort of companion. I've seen some rabbits running around town. Mm. Yep. Only the one. And he's, he's, <laughs> he's weird. It's kind of weird. He's also weird. It's a match made in heaven. That's true. I feel like there's a Harry Palms joke in there somewhere, but there was going to be. <laughs> there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, he brings the banners around from the back of the wagon after he collects them and it uh succeeds in not falling over while trying to carry all of them. Oh, thanks for those, Quentin. Thanks for those. He pats you on the shoulder and half knocks you over. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure those are those are strung up all over town. Um, if you boys will excuse me, I've got to get back to the mill, make sure everything's running smoothly there. Uh, are you going out with uh, uh, for today? Is that the two of you today? Yes. Excellent, excellent. Bring us back good news. We're prepared any day to have our big extravaganza. Got uh, Don't tell anybody, but I've got fireworks ready. It's going to be a big deal. Fantastic. Plenty of well, we, we cider, we, core, you we know expect that. To, well, of course, there'll be cider galore. We expect to return with great news. Everyone's safe and sound. Hopefully, Quentin doesn't get a paper cut. All things well. What? Excellent, excellent. Um, I, you know, I'm reading right here. Did you know that there's different types of druids? <laughs> there's right here. There's um, what? We don't have time for a tangent, Quentin. Oh, it's one of those times. Okay. Yes, it's one of those times. Okay. It's okay, buddy. All right. He's got a high charisma, so it's, I think it's more of a natural thing that people like him. They don't know why, even though it's weird. All right. Are you speaking about me or yourself in the third person? 
<laughs> That's one of those inside thought moments, not outside thought. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, you said it verbally, so <laughs> just. Damn it, our monologue's it. always broken. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> All right, is there anything any of the four of you guys want to do or get in town before you meet up with the druid? We should probably have like weapons and stuff, right? If we're gonna, I didn't realize we had all met up. I thought we, that was just the two of them, a separate. Sorry, I didn't know we were all there. No, together. no. So it is just the two of them and the two of you right now. But I'm saying before you all meet up with the druid, is there anything you wanted to do before that time comes? So no, uh, apparently I don't even have an instrument yet. So no, jeez. There's the there's the smithy. There's the mill. There's the druid's garden. If you want to talk to her beforehand, we've already been to is the tarn feather in. Do we actually have um, any kind of coin on us or anything? Like, or is it just what uh, we got? See, I missed. Yeah, I think I three gold so pieces. Just whatever yeah, your character says. Whatever your character sheet says, core. Mine says twenty-five. So I don't know if yeah. that was that's what he gets yep. at first level. No, that's what he has right now. Oh, rolling in the muddy. Yeah. He uh, mm. he gets an allowance. Ooh, yeah. I probably sold some cider on the side to some underage kiddos. Some side <laughs> cider, side cider. Yeah, yeah. Some cider on the side. Yeah. Is there like a good um, equipment price list thing somewhere? Uh, probably. Probably. Is. I feel like there was a PDF that I used. Yeah. Sounds like work. I I want mine just real quickly. Well, I don't know how I do it, but as part of my background being a spy, to go secretly run off and double check with Malia, the innkeeper. How do you say him? I say it. Uh, Melia. Melia, yeah. Just run and send her off. Send off a quick message to Malia, real quick. Unbeknownst right. to everyone else. All right. So you can, Jesse, you can look up adventuring gear in the uh, the compendium section. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're looking for gear, if you're looking for weapons or armor, I think you just type that in, actually, and, and you'll see it. Melee weapons, ranged weapons, etc. Although, for the most part, nobody's going to sell you, you kids weapons these days. Cause trouble. Hey, I'm... How old am I, 17? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 17. There is that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah, was there anything else anybody wanted to do? Besides, Cor's going to spend some coin. How can I message you secretly? Other than um, Cider? If you, uh, if you send it on Discord, PJ, or do slash GM. Or do slash All right. slash WGM. Blah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm looking for the text box. Give me a second. It's in the bottom right hand corner there under the chat section. Yeah, you All look right. like an item. It doesn't tell you what it costs. No, it should under. If you look at adventuring gear, it'll tell you. What are you looking for? Hand axe. 
There we go, okay. And you said it was... Slash what? W. Again, w... Yeah, slash W space GM space, and then whatever you want to say. Yeah, Adventuring Gear doesn't have any weapons on it. No. Let's go under lists. No. Um, rules, Very annoying. Weapons. That's it. It's under rules, weapons. And that's all that stuff. A hand axe is five gold pieces. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hand axe and uh, throwing axe, same thing in 5e, yeah? Yeah. I need two of those. Uh, well, I mean, you don't even know how to use them right now. But if if you want uh, that guy to have handed you an a-, a hand axe instead of a short sword, you you can have that. Mm, I'll just stick with short sword. It's fine. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, the four of you all kind of meet up at the edge of town, uh, next, right outside of the Druid's Garden. Uh, you all know each other because it is a very small town. Uh, less than a thousand people total live within town. Uh, everyone knows the Va- the Vast family because they produce, you know, almost all of the cider in town. Um, and all of you, especially those of you of age, partake of that probably on a regular basis. Um, James is a new addition in town, right? You've only been in town a short time. Is that right? Yes. PJ? Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I've only been here uh, probably like a couple weeks. Um, I traveled in from my halfling village that is so small. Most people don't know about it. Yes, that was a short joke. Anyway. Sounds like this night guy, you know. <laughs> Oh, are you saying he's good looking too? Because uh, I know I'm dead sexy. Ooh. Sexy <laughs> halfling. All right. Uh... You know what they say? Big bangs come in small packages. <laughs> Never heard it. Never heard that. And he's got some serious bangs. He got his hair cut. It, it didn't turn out the way he wanted. You know what? This is what happens when you go to barber school. You know, you just kind of get what you get. That's true. All right. That'd be a fan of Atlanta in any way. You just kind of expect disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not that it matters, but uh, Danny, I can't see you or Ben. I don't, not that it matters. It's just, I don't know what's going on on Discord. Oh, I can see. I can see everybody except for Jesse, who's not sharing, and Bogus, who walks away from his camera all the time. Are we sure he didn't cast invisibility? No, we're not sure. Um, because normally when he walks away, we can hear people talking in the background. I think he's just gotten better about going on mute. I think he has too. (laughs) All right. So the four of you, you're standing around for a few minutes, chatting, catching up. And, uh, Seofer just kind of appears out of nowhere. She's, uh, she's a human. She's fairly short for a human. She's of indeterminate age. No gray in her hair or anything like that, but a dark brown. She wear she dresses in browns and greens. She says, "Ah, oh, younglings, you're all here. Excellent, excellent. Um, you know, Cor, I know your family works with cider, but you don't have to smell so strongly of it every time I see you." It's actually a part of my contract. As far as uh, delivery, I have to, you know, 
embody the experience. Uh, I'm very well trained. Embody, yes, imbibe, not necessarily. It's one and the same. <laughs> well, Quentin, how are you? Distracted, I'm expecting. I beg your pardon? Good, good. It's good to hear. Yes, Mortimer? yes, I, I believe Core's doing very well. <laughs> you are, right? Did you know Harrigan are actually a very uh, quick race? That, uh, we have very good reaction time to things, and I'm talking out loud again, anyway. Yes, you are. Yes, yes you are. Is that true, um, Mortimer? Do you have do you have quick reflexes? You're muted, Mortimer. <laughs> I cannot hear you at all. As though your voice has left you. I think we lost Jesse too. Oh dang. It's going swimmingly. Or completely fell out, fell out after quitting. Yeah, we can we can see you, and I think you can hear us, Ben, but we can't hear you back. All right. Well, in uh, in any case, since the cat has the rabbit's tongue, <laughs> do you, uh, you you feel okay about about going out here into the woods and and seeing the the shadows and everything, James? Are you not afraid or anything? Absolutely, I, I'm ready to go. Don't let my small size fool you. I, I'm ready. I'm brave. Good, good, good. Excellent. Uh, well. Um, if you would all like, I've, I've brought a few things. I see that Kor has a a uh, sword at his hip there. It must have gotten from somewhere. Uh, but if anyone else would like would like a some kind of protection or a weapon or anything, um, I'd be happy to provide it. I would love a, a a musical instrument so I could sing to my heart's content. You know, I felt like I had prepared sufficiently for this expedition. I, I thought I, I made a list. I, I went over it three times. I checked everything off, went through different scenarios. Never once did I think to myself, Siofra, you better bring a musical instrument. So unfortunately, I do not have one for you. I'm very sorry. <laughs> well, okay then. Hello. Hey, we hear you. Finally. That was if you don't have a music instrument for me, what have you got halfling size? You just don't leave that door wide open, aren't you? Uh, yes, <laughs> I am. Uh, or at least half open. Ew. Far <laughs> uh, She says, well, I have I have a quarterstaff. Uh I can give you two of those if you wanted. Um, okay, that works. Will that make it a half staff if I put them together? Exactly. Got a couple of quarter staffs, and I have a few wands. If if anyone would like one of these, um, she shows. I'm going to go kind of look over at the wands and kind of compare them to his notes. Yeah, I have. I've, I've made two of these. They're two holly wands and two stinging wands, and she shows them uh, to each of you. <clears throat> You should be able to see those on the the roll of the twenties. Okay. Um, just in case we run into anything, I'm not expecting that to happen. But uh, if we do, uh, we have those. I've also got a couple of short bows. If anyone would like one, 
Uh, yeah, I'll take a short bow as well. Well, well pick one thing, my friend. Don't be, don't be so greedy. What if someone else needs something? Okay, fine. Uh, let me let me hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Um, I'll take. I'll take the bow. Take a short bow. Short bow and one of the or um, I can take one of the holly wands. All right. Quentin's on a take a holly wand and if it's not too presumptuous, he's on take a stingy wand as well. I'll I'll keep the two uh, quarter staff, I guess. I won't worry about the other thing. All right, so take a quarter staff. Yeah. All right, and so. Uh, Quentin is taking one of each of the wands. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. And then uh, Mortimer, you're going to take which one? A holly wand? I was going to take a holly wand and um, short bow. Short bow. Okay. Yeah. All right. You guys can add those things to your character sheets. Uh, we'll assume that... Do we get proficiency? Yeah. You do not get proficiency in those things. Okay. Um, uh, when you yeah. drag and drop, you have to disable proficiency. You have to like click it or something. Yeah, I drag and dropped the short bow, and it automatically uh, counted it as proficient. Oh yeah, you just gotta uncheck it. Yeah. Oh, short bow. Yeah, I, okay. I don't see the quarter staff on here. Uh, I think it's just under staff and five E. No, it isn't a quarter staff. Yeah, hold on. Is there. Okay, hold on. All right. Oh, dang it. I'll probably tried to type a half staff. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can drag it under your sheet for you if you want. Yeah, just do that. That'd be faster. All right. Well, it looks like you did it as well. We both did it. I, had it. I didn't do anything. Okay, well, cool. All right, put it on there twice for whatever reason. I got rid of one of them. All right, so just let me uncheck proficient for you here. And you're all set. All right. Uh, I heard from Jesse. He said uh, Discord booted him out and won't let him log back in. This is just a really great technology night, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think we'll just, I think we're just going to stop here for the night. Like, who knows how long it's going to take him to get in touch with tech support or whatever. But uh, so we'll stop right. there with the uh, the druid is kind of handing out uh, items for you guys to take with you to go on this uh, on this trip with her. It should only be a couple of hours there and a couple hours back. Okay. But uh, just to make sure you're safe, she's giving you some things to to keep you going. Like, oh crap! Jesse just tried calling me. I missed it. Way to go, dude! Way to go! Yeah, let me go ahead and. <laughs> What's going on? Right. I don't know something right. on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll say we'll say bye to Craig in any case. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Well, I'll say that. I did. Sorry, my phone's always on silent.